your sequel sucks. It sucks. Your sequel sucks. It just really sucks. Welcome back to Your Sequel Sucks, everyone, and it's time for another episode of... Adaptation <laughs> that is right, we are back with another bonus episode. You already know I'm Nick Evans, but what you might not know is that I'm joined by a man who I one time shared a hotel bed with naked because they were fixing a potential mold issue in his apartment. Luke Ladley. <laughs> <laughs> This is all true. Yes. <laughs> the nakedness and the black moldness. Yes. 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 It was <laughs> both killer items. Yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> How you doing, Nick? Man, I'm solid. <laughs> I'm, so- I'm just, I'm feeling nostalgic. What about you? Uh, I, I'm doing good, man. I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm getting ready to go to the gym after we're done with this episode. Hell I've yeah. had a, a pretty okay week. Uh, okay, except for this part of the week where we had to watch this movie. Oh, no. Um, but yeah, everything other than that's going pretty damn good. How about yourself? Uh, I mean, same. I, uh, I've been getting back into Dragon's Dogma, so that's Ooh. fun, just playing that game with my wife. Um, and then what's pretty dope is Under Oath released uh, a live album. Um, it's a full playthrough of like their most popular album. So like I've been able to get back into Jam City, you know? Ooh, that's just, actually awesome. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, you know, I just, I have nothing to listen to. So there, there we go. That's my entire well, week. <laughs> with some music news dropped on that, did you see Howard Jones and Jared Dean's, Dines, whatever his name, finally released their project? No, from yeah. Switch. Yeah, so Howard Jones from Killswitch went and did a project with that Jared Dean's guy, the guitar player from YouTube, and uh, they released the first, I think the name of the band is called Scion, and they released their first single, and um, it just kind of sounds like old Killswitch. It's nothing, oh, yeah. it's nothing too great. Like, it, it doesn't blow you away. It's good because it's, it's Howard Jones, you know? And I'm yeah. always a, I'm a, I'm a big fan of a large diabetic black men so this is very good for me <laughs> um but it's like he's killing it jared so much it's like you know it sounds like stock metal kind of but yep. it was really cool to see the video is actually pretty cool fucking howard jones is still just a ripped big motherfucker dude yeah yeah and he has such like a an odd voice for that kind of music but i love it oh, it's so like good yeah it's it's very like opera <laughs> yeah it, it's so much power behind his voice i've always liked his scream I've always liked his stage presence, man. Like he's he was fun to watch in Killswitch. Yeah, I, I'm sorry for the Jesse Leach likers out there, but I'm I'm a Howard guy. Man. I'm a Howard guy too. I I get the people like Jesse Leach, but you know what? Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, speaking of people we hate, do you wanna do you wanna tell people what adaptation we abomination this week? Oh my God, guys, uh, we watched. Just a movie that completely disrespected a complete lineage of fans and history. We watched Dragon Ball Evolution. Look how they massacred my boy. <laughs> this thing hurt me right down to my little Dragon Balls. Oh. I could, it's so, oh, it's so cringy. Guys, it, this movie's so bad it's offensive. 
it like is. I felt offended. Like I had to tell somebody about it, you know, sitting in a chair in a tissue box next to me. And, like this was <laughs> bad. I don't think anybody's going to be shocked to find out that this is normally rated as the worst movie of all time. Like, <laughs> so I, I think that people are going to understand that this movie was just completely worthless. It should have never it, come out. It's, I mean, listen, I'm not like the biggest Dragon Ball fan. I used to watch it here and there when I was a kid. And I'm going to give a shout out to one of our good friends, Juan Rodriguez. He hosts a podcast called Dragon Cast Z, where he takes every episode of Dragon Ball, basically the whole anthology, and each episode is a review of, you know, the show starting in chronological order. So I've been listening to that, getting back into it. So I actually was a little re-familiarized with this series. And then when I saw this, man, it was it was bad. And like I said, I felt I felt offended. I'm not even the hugest fan. I watched it with my wife, and she has never seen this before. And my wife is a huge Dragon Ball yeah. fan. She loves Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, all that stuff. And Nick, I looked over and just the disappointment on her face. I have not seen her that upset since the first time I showed her my penis. It was, I, I can't keep hurting this woman like this. I, I, I can't. It, it just, it was so bad. There was one part in, in the movie where she put the blanket over her head. We had, she had a blanket on her. She put it over her head like Linus from Charlie Brown Halloween special. It was, oh. it was, yeah. Yeah. We didn't need this. Nobody needed this. Nobody needed this, man. That's how I, I, I watched this in theaters. I paid. Did you? Th- I was so into Dragon Ball as a kid, what? man. I I watched like from the premiere of it on Toonami back in the 90s. I had yeah. watched it full through. I was so into it. I still own all the movies. My my oldest daughter, Bailey, is um she's really into anime now. So I was like, you know what? You can have all of my shit. And um, awesome. So I still don't own give them. her this one. Don't no, I don't know. I don't own this. I rented it. I rented it, but I don't own it. But um, yeah. So like, I still. I mean, I have some of the manga. I have a ton of the video games. Um, mm-hmm. and I mean, shit, man. When I was apprenticing, um, for tattooing, I tattooed my whole thigh with Dragon Ball characters. Yes, so- yes, guys. This is true. Nick, I believe he may still have the pictures on his Instagram somewhere. But yeah, yeah. he has a like. Actually, Nick, you got a shitload of anime tattoos. Oh, yeah, which I have, I'm working on an anime leg sleeve over here. Oh, fuck yeah. Just to make the audience wet. So <laughs> I just I just want you to tattoo Funimation on your ass cheeks, like just straight across. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> Funimation. So, uh, so I guess this kind of brings us into it. I think everybody already knows, but Dragon Ball is a massive multimedia franchise that was created mm-hmm. by Akira Toriyama in 1984. Um, he wrote the manga for it, which ran from 1984 to 1995, and it's made up of 519 individual chapters and 42 volumes. And that does not include Ooh. any of the more modern ones that have come out. That is just Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. Um, wow, so that's not GT or any of that that's stuff? That's not GT, that's not Super, wow. that's not Spinoff, that's a lot of shit. It's so lengthy. they really upset a lot of people when they did this movie. Oh, wait until we get into that, because, um, so Akira Toriyama, just to let people know, he he already had a big manga series called Dr. Slump, which I've never I don't know what that is. <laughs> and later he would be the art director for the popular video games, Dragon Quest, Chrono Trigger and Blue Dragon. So he, what? yeah, he's all Damn. over the map and you know, but obviously he's most known for the creator of Dragon Ball. Um, and it's based on a 
16th century Chinese novel called Journey to the West, which is about the adventures of a traveling monkey. That's extremely oversimplifying it, but we're not going yeah. into that shit. We're going to talk about Dragon Ball. So <laughs> I can't put this lightly, so I'm just going to say that it absolutely tongues the fresh asshole of the manga world. <laughs> <laughs> because bro oh, dragon ball is is not is the second highest manga um second highest selling manga of all time with around 300 million copies sold but oh to, my God. to put it into perspective the best selling manga of all time is one piece which my daughter actually has a one piece themed bedroom look at that it's so weird oh, um <laughs> that's awesome it is awesome but one piece sales rivals that of another popular work of fiction that some people may have heard of called the bible <laughs> <laughs> one piece has sold over a billion copies so it's so again dragon ball is crushing it and that's why we get to the reason for the season in 19 1985 <laughs> <laughs> toei animation commissions an anime from dragon ball and it officially airs in 1996 in japan again it explodes it is immediately popular, and within only a couple years, it becomes a household name and a staple for anime. So it gains a small Western following, and in 1988, Harmony Gold USA, rest in peace, gains, <laughs> gains the license to take over the English dub of Dragon Ball on a five-episode pilot. They butcher it. They change yeah. characters. They try to Americanize the fuck out of it to the point where like, when people are eating like classic japanese dishes they're sitting there saying they're eating cheeseburgers and shit like it <laughs> it's apparently very bad and it's hard to find but needless to say it doesn't succeed <laughs> no yeah, i'd say so yeah oh, man this this big mac is delicious goku <laughs> and he's eating like a bowl of ramen so like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's about what we were doing in the 80s so yeah that's about it <laughs> so uh 1995 the idea comes back around under a brand new company and this one was only founded in 1994 with the sole purpose of dubbing dragon ball and the wildly popular sequel dragon ball z that company mm -hmm. is funimation who is now responsible for 50 percent of all english dubbed anime and pulls in over 100 million dollars a year and i believe they were just bought by sony they as were well. Yeah, that, was, last a, that was a huge. They were they announced it as a merger, but you're right, it was just a buyout. I think Sony yeah. bought them for like an undisclosed. They said, "Get that ass over here, Funimation. The, you under this family's roof now." Yeah, Funimation <laughs> was founded in Texas, which I which I always think really, is yeah, and they still they're still stationed in Texas. That is not the anime crowd. I feel would be no, <laughs> located in that. No, state. oh man, we can't go into the backstory of Funimation. But long story short, <laughs> that guy took like a massive loan from his parents with the idea of like, and they already had like a different successful company, and he was like, "Let's sink our own company because I want to put English words over this failed Dragon Ball series." <laughs> that was literally what it was. He was such a big fan that that's how it came together. But I digress. We'll move yes. on. So before we dive into our film of the day, I can't stress enough how successful this franchise is. So I'm going to break yeah. it down. There are four series, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball GT, and most recently, Dragon Ball Super, which we'll get into later. But Dragon Ball Super only happened because Akira Toriyama hates Dragon Ball Evolution. So yes, yes, very fun. And this does not include <laughs> 20 animated films, 72 video games. Wow. Uh, there are over a wow. dozen spin-off manga and novels. There are dozens of televised specials. It has also had full theme parks, 
restaurants. Goku is a float in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, and <laughs> it is the official representative of the fucking 2020 Olympics that were supposed to be held in Tokyo. Obviously, it was delayed with with COVID, but it's literally a statue of Goku holding the fucking torch. Oh my god. That's how popular it's been. The franchise is worth over $4 billion. That is insane. And and guys, when this movie is made in 2009, this series is already a cemented legacy and yes. it just is so brutal how they it is just such an abomination and how and how they fucking butcher this. It's it's hurtful. It's absolutely hurtful. I believe that this is, it's not the first, I don't want to call it the first attempt, but it is the first major attempt to make a live action Western version of an anime film. And later we get others and Ghost in the Shell is hit or miss. We almost did Ghost in the Shell, a little peek behind the curtains again. Guys, I like both, that movie. I was I'm say, sorry. We both ended up liking the movie. So we were like, <laughs> we know that it's controversial, but like it, if you take the anime out of it, it's decent. So yeah. we didn't want to cover it. Um, Anyway, we're going back in. It's 2002, and Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z have already taken over internationally. The dubs are a huge success. They're running at the same time. Um, and 20th Century Fox is just in the mood to fuck it all up. So, As always. Yeah, again, 20th Century Fox comes up. T they're timeless on this show. Um, <laughs> so they acquire the rights. And they begin to put together the pieces for a live action adaptation that nobody wanted. Um, initially, they had the idea to keep it as traditional as possible, almost like a an old Hong Kong kung fu style movie. So they try and get foreign director Stephen Chow, who's best known for those type of films. Um, and even though he was a huge fan of Dragon Ball, he turns it down. It's undisclosed reasons. He does stay on as um, a producer, but I believe he probably saw the script. And yeah, man, if I'm a director and, and I have, you know, a, a famous backlog and I, I have clout to my name, I don't want to touch this movie because the potential to fuck it up because it is so treasured and become universally hated for it. I don't want to touch this with a 10 foot pole, dude. Yes. I really don't. You know, and, and I do not blame him for doing that. No, and I don't blame the other people they try and get because even though it's a slow build and years are going on as they're trying to get people, they decide to try and tap a few friends of your sequel sucks, Robert Rodriguez and OG <laughs> action daddy Zack Snyder. Oh, my God. Apparently, they both come out as open fans of Dragon Ball over the years, saying that like it, it has inspired action in their films. So I think they looked at that and they were like, well, let's just bring them on. But no, they are acclaimed. They're not going to touch this. Mm -hmm. So for whatever reason, they land on James Wong. Luke, do you know what James Wong is known for? Um, I... <laughs> I know the name. Well, let me remember. tell you, bro. He's known for two things. It's Final Destination and Final Destination 3. <laughs> that That's is, why I don't know. <laughs> that is what he did leading up to getting this movie. So we've talked about this before. When this happens, when they they go after these huge directors who they think are going to fulfill it, and the directors kind of see the writing on the walls. They're like, I'm not doing this. They mm -hmm. always end up going with somebody who has no right taking over a massive yep. blockbuster franchise. Yeah. I, if you can't put this in the right hands from the beginning, don't do it. Because when a movie like this is going to tank, it's going to tank bad. 
it's going to be shit on bad because like they said, people have such a love affair. There's such a lineage of, you know, Dragon Ball that it's going to piss off a lot of people. So why you would go with the guy from Final Destination 3 is mind boggling. <laughs> I was going to say, that one's not even good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be a future episode. Um, yeah. <laughs> so at this point, now we're all the way in 2006 because they cannot pull their shit together and they are ready to cast. Initially, they want Ron Perlman for the role of Piccolo, which makes oh sense. Ron Perlman, he's an anime fan. Him and uh, Samuel L. Jackson did the English dub work for Afro Samurai, which is mm-hmm. a big series. So they want to get him. And he's big and he's ugly, so it works. Yeah. <laughs> but he turned it down to continue on as Hellboy, um, specifically Hellboy 2, which I thought was a good movie, but financially yeah. it flopped. So. Yeah, that's a shame. I mean, not to get on a tangent, but what they did to fucking Ron Perlman and Hellboy is, how you know, ending up replacing him and shit was such a shame. Such a shame. Oh, talk about uh, something that's going to come up in the future. That new Hellboy movie was also garbage. Oh, it was hot garbage. They fucking replaced him. They're like, no, this is the direction we're going. They used the guy from fucking Stranger Things, and then that movie tanks <laughs> fucking horribly. Oh, Ron Perlman's probably rolling in his grave right now. This is in he's the future. Alive. This is in the future when he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> this is for anybody who backlogs our episodes. <laughs> Rest in peace, Ron Perlman. <laughs> oh oh my god! <laughs> so, so they get. I'm gonna fuck this name up again. They get James Marsters. 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 Um, yeah. He's from Buffy and the Buffy spinoff Angel. Fucking Spike. They got Spike <laughs> to play Piccolo. What is going on already with this? Again, they keep going for these like these people who they believe are going to land them success. And then when they can't get them, they're like, well, who else is around? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. So I guess during the audition process, by the way, the only reason he got it is they were impressed with his knowledge of Dragon Ball that he already had. That's what landed in the role is he knew the names of the characters pretty much. And they were like, yeah, OK, good. They were so impressed that he knew the show that they gave him massive creative liberties over piccolo which was a huge huge problem because he is known for fucking demons and vampires and bullshit and he decides that his quote is he wants to make piccolo look more of a demon than an alien he's not a demon he's an alien what what are you doing that's already changing the the core of what this character is and that's their reasoning for hiring him is so nick i could tell you all the players on the new york giants doesn't mean I should be fucking defensive tackle out there on the field. <laughs> like, this is a stupid way they hire people for this, man. It's Well, they do it again because <laughs> let's go into um, Goku and Bulma, who are two of the stars. So for – we'll start off with Goku. Let's just start off there because it's oh. unbelievable. You're talking about an iconic – I mean, the Goku versus Superman thing is so massive that mm-hmm. everybody, everybody knows Goku, even not anime fans. They go with with somebody with jack shit for a resume, Justin Chatwin. I don't yep. I hope I'm saying that right, because he played a boy in War of the Worlds who had Dragon Ball toys. That's that's just insulting at this point. <laughs> now, what? Now, what kind of this reasoning? Is, this is just. This is just he had a lunchbox with Dragon Ball characters in fourth grade. Get him on. I feel like he's gonna be the guy. Like, what the fuck is this man? <laughs> and I, again, I'm not gonna go too far because we're gonna go, dive back into Goku later. But for Bulma, they get 
Emmy Rossum. Obviously, people put this together already. Both people are known for the show Shameless, so they yep. have a much better comeback later on. But they actually decide to take this seriously together, and they agree to both read all of the manga together and watch all of the TV series. Just the original Dragon Ball, not Dragon Ball Z, to get ready for their performances. And guess what? It doesn't show. I it doesn't show it. All <laughs> I I think they read the wrong ones. I, 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 like it's fu- I will say that Emmy Rossum as Bulma. Sometimes I caught watching it. She had hints of Bulma from the anime. Yeah, little hints I could catch. But him, dude, he's fucking clueless in that role. He's absolutely clueless in that role. He's nothing. He has nothing of the spark and the the heart that fucking Goku has in the no. anime and the manga. It's no. just a dead flat character. Dude. I was gonna say it's just a boring looking white boy yeah who is for some yeah. reason just surrounded by asian men it's and, it's an uh, odd aesthetic it's very <laughs> odd because they're the whole time nick i'm trying to decide is this america or japan so they go to the high school and they have a bunch of different people there all speaking english but then the signs are in japanese yes and then when they go to the city you have all these people speaking american and dressing american and all this and then you'll see like the street signs are japanese or some people say and then they'll have like these Japanese tournaments. And it's like, what? I was so confused at where this was actually taking. I mean, the um, the bully he Spider-Man style beats up in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> um, he's driving, I think, like a Ford Mustang. Yes. But it's right next to like an old Japanese Beetle style car. It, they had no idea what they were doing with the aesthetic. And it's so frustrating, man. It's like, even when you go to... I mean, I guess we're diving into more of this now. I mean, even when you go into Gohan's house, it was like a small little hut. Now they live in this like bigger house and it's modern. And like you said, you, they go with this old, new aesthetic and it's yeah. just, it's a complete slap in the face, man. It would have been so easy to make this movie right. And, and here's, a, here's proof that they don't even try to appease the fans because in an odd twist, when it comes back to casting, they did try and get, uh, not even try, they casted, his name is Christopher Sabat. He is best known as a, probably the most famous anime voice actor because he does the voice of Piccolo and most of the Dragon Ball characters and a ton of other anime. And they bring him on to do the voice of the dragon at the end of the movie. And they cut it. They literally recorded him doing the voice of the dragon, which he does on the show, and they cut it out. So that just proves that they did not give a fuck. And, you know, I I will say at this point, there is the massive writer strike going on for screenplay writers. So it was hit with another massive production pause that lasted a full year. But it's 2007. They can finally begin filming. Only they have to immediately drop a large amount of source material because it's too difficult for them to film. Mm-hmm. And somewhere along the line, they also said that it's not appealing to a broad enough audience. So they want to transition the story from being solely about action to being about a boy struggling with high school. Mm. Goku had never been to fucking high school. He lived in a wanted... hut in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to touch on this right now. They dropped the large amount of source material. Well, I will tell you, it doesn't help. One thing I notice about this movie, and it is clear as that I have. You know, me and Nick know enough about Dragon Ball, so we're following along. If you were somebody who never saw Dragon Ball and you wanted to take your kids to see this in the theater and you saw, oh, okay, this is like a little action movie, I'll take my... You would have no idea what the fuck is going on because this movie is so rushed and pieced together and it just jumps from this to this to this. They're trying to tackle way too much and it is a 
it's a fucking mess. It's like a jigsaw puzzle. Nothing's coherent. Nothing's cohesive. And I thought that. I was like, man, I'm glad at least I know a little bit about Dragon Ball. Because if I was a random, dude, this movie was just all over the place. Horrible pacing. Horrible pacing. Horrible job with the directing on this. And this is proof why you can't do a live action of a series that has such a large source material. You can't do it because you're not going to do it right. And if you're not going to do it right, don't do it. And then you talking about Goku going to high school, that already pisses so many people off and it takes the complete heart and like the pure part of like the joy of watching this series from the beginning because Goku's a 12 year old boy when this show starts. Yeah. You immediately jump to him being this 18 year old kid in high school. Like you have just skipped so fucking much of what, yeah, what Dragon Ball is. And it's, that's what made the show kind of like amusing was seeing this 12 year old boy kick all this fucking ass you know what i'm saying and discover his powers you just cut that right out right at the start and that's what makes no sense because even you know we'll go back into it a little bit but even at the beginning of dragon ball z the sequel series at that point he's in his 20s with a kid and a wife and everything Mm -hmm. so like it makes no sense that they were like let's do something that we've never seen Let's let's try and fill the gap of what was Goku doing from the time he was. I think Dragon Ball ends and he's 15 years old. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, let's take it from ignore the 12 to 15 year old gap, which is what they actually have. But like that 15 to like 25 year old gap. Let's just fill that in with high school bullshit. Um, and for filming this movie, they don't want to film in Asia because it's expensive. So they mm-hmm. film directly in California or at an abandoned jeans factory in mexico (laughs) (laughs) they rented an abandoned jeans factory and they filmed half the movie there they said everyone move all the dungarees outside we got work to do (laughs) (laughs) Well, well guess what people they finished filming it, and in classic Your Sequel Sucks fashion, they do not screen it for critics ahead of time. They knew. Yep. They knew what they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, originally this movie was planned for a blockbuster budget of over $100 million, but after that screenplay came out, it was lowered to $30 million. And when the film releases in 2009, it is immediately met with horrible reception. Nobody fucking likes this thing. You want to say what it made? Yeah. Yeah, it's so bad. So it is so universally hated that on the thirty million dollar budget for U.S. it lands nine million dollars. <laughs> Dude, it, in the the worldwide gross of this movie. Now remember, Nick just said a thirty million dollar budget. Okay, which if you wanted to do this right, you should have put they. It could have deserved more money. You yeah. know what I'm saying? If you wanted to really do it, but. It only makes 55.7 million worldwide. Guys, that means worldwide. Asia, where this thing is huge, where it has this massive fucking, this long, long history. It only makes $55 million. Now, to give you guys context, when they did the adaptation of Ghost in the Shell, and that movie didn't really do well in America, it made like four times that amount in Asia. And that is nowhere near as popular as Dragon Ball. So that yeah. just shows how fucking bad everybody hated this movie. It was almost like if you said, if you watched this movie, it almost like it discredited your loyalty to the series of Dragon Ball and your fandom. And that's just embarrassing, man. It's embarrassing. 
it's embarrassing when you think about that it is a four billion dollar franchise. <laughs> like yeah. you should you should have pulled off an easy hundred million just off the name. Just off the name. Hundred percent. A hundred percent. I think it was honestly the stupid face of what's of uh Chatwin on the poster. <laughs> I think people saw well, that and they're like, no. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you that that is probably true because I remember when I I saw the posters of this movie coming out. Uh, when we would go to theaters and I saw his hair as soon as I saw the hair I'm like oh your guys are really gonna attempt to do this and yeah. you're gonna do it all che- I I the cheese factor just hit it right away and then I mean guys what they do to Piccolo he looks as he looks worse than Carlos Blanca in the yes. Street Fighter movie <laughs> like yes. it, it looks so this is 2009 how does he look so fucking bad man it's because they gave him too much creative liberty they were like hey you buffy guy you want to you want to take over this so cheesy man uh, the way they did it and just i don't know you uh, want you want to start diving in (laughs) almost i just want to put out just three more quick facts i think people have to know so again i talked about a little bit in the beginning when this movie drops the creator of dragon ball akira toriyama hates it so much that he decides to revitalize the series out of his own quote pure spite (laughs) and he creates a new dragon ball movie called dragon ball z battle of the gods it had such massive success that it spawned an entire new series and again it landed them all of the olympics and stuff like that that's how popular that one blew up only like three years after um evolution Uh, James Marston, Marsters? I fucking <laughs> mustard. I believe it's James Mustard. Mustard openly <laughs> despises the film, and Amy Rossum, um, who played Bulma, says it is the worst film of her career, and she actively urges her fans not to watch it. She even said <laughs> at Comic Con, "You can't even enjoy it completely stoned." Uh, wow. The last one I want to throw out is Ben Ramsey. We didn't talk about the screenplay writer too much but he received over a dozen death threats after the film's release and was forced to make a public apology. (laughs) Well, guys, me and Nick have done some fucking bad movies. All right. And we've done, you know, one other adaptation uh, episode that has gone live, but we've seen other ones that we have planned in the future. This is the one man where, like I said, I really felt like this is just offensive, dude. You fucking, you tried to cash grab. It bit you in the ass and you disrespected the whole fucking series and these fans by releasing a movie like this, man. This is bad. This is really bad. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, Do you want to dive into some (laughs) of the differences of of these characters of what they fucked up? I mean, if if we want to do a seven hour episode, we <laughs> all the things they change. But yeah, let's dive into some of them. I, I'll start with one. I guess the let's go with Goku right at first, and because he's the main character. Immediately, the one we touched on, guys, is they start him at eighteen instead of twelve. You already just took out part of the fucking most fun part about watching Dragon Ball, dude. They just they just fucking completely destroy this character. He doesn't even have his tail. He doesn't even have his fucking tail. That's one of the big things about when he first meets Bulma. They talk about his tail and he doesn't know how he got it. And then later on in the movie, he somehow turns into the monkey, but yet he didn't have a tail. So how, and then in the, in the manga, that's how they get him to not be the monkeys. They cut off the tail. Yet this guy could completely ass backwards and disrespecting what they do to it, man. Unreal. It is absolutely wild. And on top of that, um they instead of talking about like you know his special kamehameha move 
Um, they call it airbending, which is a complete rip off of Avatar. Complete rip off of Avatar. So cringy. So cringy how they worded it airbending. Nick, to my knowledge, and I know you are way more versed on this, have they ever referred to it as airbending in the anime or the manga? No, no. Okay, it, that's what I thought. The whole bending thing is almost... It, it, it's, <clears throat> I'm not going to say it started with Avatar, but that's what it's popularized as. So you knew mm-hmm. in 2009 with this movie coming out, Avatar is already out and it's a big hit. So not the movie, but the television <laughs> series. <laughs> <I> do well. <laughs> um, and something else I want to touch on is that great ape. Uh, since we're talking yeah. about because there is a massive difference. First off, that great ape form, it, everybody knows it. It's a huge part of the Dragon Ball lore with the whole tail cutting off and everything. <clears throat> just nailed it. The one thing I have to bring up is his grandfather Gohan dies in the movie from Piccolo's mm-hmm. attack. In the movie, his he, well, first off, it's his adopted grandfather because Goku's not from Earth and all that kind of stuff. But you guys know. If you watch this, you know. So mm-hmm. he kills his grandfather when he becomes a great ape that is the thing is he yeah that's a massive thing that they took out of this and honestly that great ape form was so fucking what it was it, more like a just a human monkey yeah <laughs> it, it it looked like shit dude it looked <clears throat> absolutely like shit and like you know changing things like gohan's death like we said guys this has been out for over 30 years it is such a honestly it is almost like a prized culture piece of Japan and their arts and to completely bring it over here and just fucking destroy it like that is it is it's more than it's an insulting thing to do to be honest it really is it, it's fucking it insulting really is. it really is and that kind of brings me to I wanted to um touch on Master Roshi a little bit um oh they destroyed that they destroyed that so first off we just go off of looks alone master roshi is a tiny old man bald long white beard wears sunglasses all the time that's his his aesthetic he has a big turtle shell on his back too because he's known as a turtle hermit that's Mm -hmm. his whole thing instead they opt for a relatively middle-aged man wearing like a tommy bahama t-shirt Dude, he's dressed like like fucking Ashton Kutcher in Dude, Where's My Car? Like, I, I, I don't fucking get this look like that, no. that they try and give him. No, instead, he he lives in a city instead of living on this small island in the middle of the ocean. He's not, he's supposed to be, like, training. So first off, there's another character called Krillin, uh, who's Goku's best friend, who's not in this. They, they didn't even put him in the movie. They did not even Ma- put him in the major movie. Major character. So they immediately pull that right out of there. But Goku and Krillin, when they're getting trained by Master Roshi, he's making them do chores because he's essentially just like not willing to train them. So he makes them do chores and then they realize that the chores are part of the training, that whole thing. Mm -hmm. They don't do that. Instead, Master Roshi, who in the show knows who Piccolo is, is like super skeptical in the movie. He's like, who's this Piccolo you're talking about? You guys are crazy. And then they take him on an adventure. There's no yeah. training. He takes him on an yeah. adventure and makes him do handstands in the back of like a pickup truck. That's the thing too that I was w- looking. At. I was like, wait, this is not how he did this. Like, and that's when it started to feel so a uh, forced and rushed. And one of the big things of Master Roshi, and even I know this, Nick, is one of the big things about him meeting Goku for the first time is the fucking the Nimbus Cloud. This yes. movie doesn't even have the Nimbus Cloud in it. No, no, it does not like, have it. He rides a bicycle. 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, it, it's fucking crazy. Well, no, they have the one scene, don't they have it, where they're driving in the car and he has everybody's uh, bags on his back and he's, like, running really fast alongside him? Yes, yes. I, and I, then met, me and, I meant that he does ride a bicycle in the movie and I think it's ridiculous, oh, yes. but continue. <laughs> but, yeah. But, and, like, me and my wife are like, wait a second, where's the Nimbus cloud? Like, that is a huge... But like, It's... Dude, the things they took out just it, to ham-fist this fucking movie in is just so... Oh my god, it's oh, so frustrating. <laughs> I mean, again, we could go on for years about the differences and the liberties that they have taken in this movie because we didn't even touch on the hair, which by the way, they wanted oh they wanted everybody to wear wigs and after initial like photography, they were like, "No, like let's not do that." <laughs> they put they put everybody in huge fucking wigs. I want to see those photos. <laughs> I actually do want to see that cuz yeah, for Bulma, all they instead of having the, you know, the her famous blue hair it's just that blue little highlight stripe yep so yep. i wonder what that would look like that's yeah, dude i kind of want to see that dude in a fucking huge goku wig <laughs> <laughs> well i guess we could kind of go into bulma now if you want let's do it i mean big thing yeah right away is is the hair um the one she does so, i think maybe she does the best job of everybody with their character in this movie. Yeah. But I will say that does not mean it is good. It does not mean that it is good. And she, she just doesn't have the, the charm man of her character from the anime. You know, it's, it's so upsetting. It's, it's extremely upsetting. And the whole, the whole thing is like, with their relationship, they're only together. Like they're not even friends at first. They're only together to find dragon balls, which I think they tried to kind of do in this movie. But Bulma knew what the dragon balls were in this movie. She calls them Pro- Promethean, Promethean orbs. orbs. Yeah, and <sighs> why? And she just, she knew what they were in the movie. She created the radar to find them. Yeah, exactly. And then you don't know what the dragon ball is. And they, they changed her whole arc for wanting these dragon balls, which she's seeking out. Cause I think in the show, like if she wants a boyfriend and it, because when you get all the dragon balls, yes. a dragon appears and you get a wish. That is the crux of the dragon ball series and why they hunt them down. And in this one, now she wants it because of energy and to be famous. And it's like, that's not why you wanted the, like you changed the whole arc of this character no. and why they're even in the show. Like it, it they changed no sense. Because she's yeah. already, in the show, she's already famous. Her family owns um, Capsule Corporation, which like creates everything that everybody in the whole world uses. They're essentially like, I don't even know if we have the equivalent of it, but anything like that you own that says made in China would probably be Capsule Corporation. So everybody yeah. knows who the fuck they are. Uh, uh. <clears throat> it's, yeah, it's, this sucks, man. I, these guys, if you guys have watched dragon ball please don't watch this by the way just listen to the show because as we break in it's just gonna get worse and fucking worse man yes yes it absolutely will because um let's go with tool bro yamcha bro oh man they they turned him into an absolute fucking tool bro and Uh, yeah yeah man so yamcha um again in the original he is a desert bandit who tries to rob them and then ultimately finds out that their goal is to find the dragon balls and decides to stick with them plus he's a perv so he wants to stick with um with bulma now here's what's funny before we go into that roshi does not actually go with them 
Yoshi stays, he's a hermit. He stays at his house in the show. Yep. And it's just Goku and Bulma who go off and, and do all of that. But he goes with them, which is ridiculous. So he is also captured by Yamcha, that whole thing. But Yamcha is, they make him kind of shy around Bulma. They make it so he has like this weird infatuation. He's not. He outright just goes after her and many other women. Like he's again, he's one of those characters. Anime is known for it. He is also in the show. They don't make him much of like a fighter character at all, but he is act actually a like accomplished martial artist in the show and competes in the tournaments so he is already a fighter and he also has this like little purple cat in the show that they cut out um for whatever reason he doesn't have it here the cat's name is poir and yes so (laughs) (laughs) they change and that character is just i'm not gonna lie i did not like yamcha in the movie no he just seemed very he just seemed very unlikable man very very unlikable and in the show he has a tough time because him and bulma get together she cheats on him with vegeta and has a kid so it's a whole thing guys it's a soap opera but (laughs) (laughs) but yeah for whatever reason they just wanted to go with the idea that he is just this average poor guy living in the woods no fighting experience super shy around people and is just looking to rob everyone so i i don't know why they did that uh i mean who do you the want to liberty, go with next? <laughs> uh, I mean, Gohan, man, his grandfather. They changed him a lot, dude. It, but, well, I mentioned it earlier. The way they live. They live in this fucking huge house in the movie in the middle of nowhere. That's not how it is. They had this small little hut. And you know what I'm saying? And you, it doesn't explain, like, how did they get this massive house? And just his characteristics are, are different. Like, he's more silly in the movie than he is in the uh, the manga and the anime. and. Yep. Well, like you said, his death, his death definitely doesn't happen like that. And they just fucked him up, man. They really, (laughs) they fucked up Gohan big time. Yeah. I mean, in general, the whole idea that Grandpa Gohan even knew who like the Namekians were or the Namics, I guess they're called in the, in the movie. um, He didn't know. Nobody knew who the hell they were. They were, Mm -hmm. nobody knew that there were aliens in general. Like, you know, he knew that he rescued uh, baby Goku, uh, Grandpa Gohan, when he found him out in the woods with the tail and everything. But he had no idea. So this whole idea that Grandpa Gohan was this like ancient presence who kind of knew about this like story of alien races and stuff is ridiculous because Grandpa Gohan doesn't know shit. And he has yeah. a very, very small role in Dragon Ball. His role is essentially getting stepped on by Goku. That's also a thing too with, with Goku's origin story. They change in the movie. So for and this needs no, they didn't have to change this because they don't even show this scene or really reference. You know, a, a like I said, a, a shot of it or anything is they say that Goku came from a meteor, but in the show he comes from a spacecraft because Goku is yes. essentially an alien. And I don't know that that they took these liberties, Nick, to change <clears throat> these fundamental things about the show. For no reason at all, even if it didn't have a meaning or a point to what they were trying to do in Dragon Ball Evolution. And you just keep coming across these little bullet points. It's like, why did you do that? Why yes. you did not have yes. you could have saved face so many fucking times in this oh, movie. Man. You know, and even <laughs> Gohan, like he Gohan's supposed to be this feared fucking awesome kick-ass fighter in the anime. And he's just a regular ass guy in this one. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And and they that's disrespectful to what Gohan is. And 
I don't know, man. They, dumbness, just dumbness. <laughs> Dragon. I'm sorry. Oh, I love that, oh, that scene. Oh man. Oh. Okay. So I think this brings us to one where I mean we're gonna have a lot to talk about, but Piccolo, beloved green oh ass Piccolo, <laughs> who is I mean. To this day, he is still in the series, the ongoing yes. Dragon Ball Super series. He is a mainstay, and they fucked it up. They just not so to bad. not to go off side tangent, but Nick, I I don't know how you feel about this because I feel like some fans are weird on Super. I've watched like maybe like five or six episodes of Dragon Ball Super. I enjoy it. Do you like it? Um, so I enjoy parts of it. I'm the only okay. reason I'm weird is uh, I don't know. They do a lot of weird stuff in it that I I. I'm I know it's divisive amongst the fan base. I know it is. And maybe it's because I, I'm not the hugest Dragon Ball fan from the other stuff. But when I watched it, I was like, man, why did everyone hate, hate this? But you're not alone. There's a lot of people who don't like it. I know yeah. this is a side tangent. No, no. I just wanted to get your I feelings don't hate on it. I'm, I've been rewatching it with uh, with Bailey because she's into it. And okay. I like it. There's definitely parts of it that are exciting. Like they reference Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z a lot. Um mm-hmm. They go back. They even reference GZ is not part of the can or GZ. GT is. Oh, I thought you said Jay Z. I was like, I've missed a lot. In you missed Jay Z. Jigga man <laughs> is there. <laughs> is Jigga. <laughs> so they reference Jay Z a ton. No, they yeah. reference, they they uh, even reference GT, which is not part of the canon, but they almost like make fun of it. So there's parts of it I really like. I like the whole tournament thing. Um, but again, for me, it's just there's a lot more cheesiness. The other series were not Dragon Ball because it's a kid, but Dragon Ball <laughs> Z was a little bit more serious because there was always people yeah. dying and shit. Um, but yeah, but I like Piccolo all the time. Love Piccolo. I got a Piccolo <laughs> tattoo. So what? We don't like Piccolo here. Piccolo no, here is no, very no. bad here. No. So I I didn't even know where to start. His face. His face. His horribly bony, stupid face. With the bulbous head, looks like a dumbass mega mind. Like, if you're going to... He doesn't even have his turban, which I don't know why they didn't fucking put that in there. I don't... No, did, that's a part of this they, whole training thing, is the turbans yeah. are, like... They weigh, like, 50 pounds, and he, like, wears them to, like, make himself weighed down. Do you think they were worried about maybe offending somebody, and that's why they didn't do it? Because I'll tell you, they picked a hell of a thing to start worrying about offending people with the turban. They should have yeah. looked back at the whole other movie. Yeah. yeah, he looks horrible, guys. He looks like an early 90s makeup artist had did his work. It, it, it looks atrocious. It looks like a bad Halloween costume. Yeah, I mean, they went with this whole idea of, like, they really leaned into, people call him Demon King Piccolo. Um, but it's, again, it's anime. They call things all sorts of stupid shit. Mm-hmm. They, they leaned into it, where they were like, let's make him look like a demon, and let's actually make him a king. Piccolo is not a king in the in the manga or anything. He doesn't rule over a bunch of people and invade other shit. He's on exactly. Earth and he does not like the people of Earth. So it's well, the one thing too that I even knew, man, from when I used to watch, you know, the the shows that I have seen was when uh, how he makes his minions when he yes. gives birth to the minions, how they use his blood, dude. I always remember it being the eggs and then they hatched. Why do you change that? Why do you change little things like that that no. make no sense? It is such a famous part, too. I mean, there's like popular, I'm gonna say GIF. I know it's supposed to be GIF, but I don't care. There's <laughs> popular GIFs of him just um, like regurgitating because he spits the egg, these giant eggs out of his mouth that are essentially like his, like you said, his minions that yeah. like reincarnate himself. And it is so dumb in this movie that like I get that maybe you didn't want to go that route because like American audiences wouldn't understand it. But did you have to even reference it then? It, it's, what? I don't know. 
Well, this is another one too, Nick, that they changed his arc. So the purpose of this character from what he was in the anime and the manga is completely changed in the movie because everyone has their reasons to seek out the Dragon Balls. Yeah. Uh, you know, with Bulma, it was a boyfriend, but they changed it to have... It's so stupid. I want unlimited energy. Or whatever oh, the fuck my. that means. <laughs> but in this one, so Piccolo in the anime, he wants the Dragon Balls because he's going to regain his lost youth. And that is why he seeks them out. In this movie, they just copy and paste him as the fucking, I need them all to get the power to destroy the world. And you completely just make him vanilla as fuck as a villain yes. with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, why do you change that? Why do you change that? You make it this, this completely predictable action story arc. And it's like, man, you fucking have taken all the joy and the, the originality out of this series to make this stupid movie. It, it's so stupid because you're building up this climax of this film, which is not they're not building it up very well at all. But yeah. they're they're trying to build it up. And everybody's waiting for that big moment that everybody remembers because it's the it's the pretty much the way that dragon ball ends um which is goku kills piccolo he downright mm -hmm. kills him um for some reason in this one instead of taking that route where he kills him and then piccolo is able to regurgitate one last egg which ends up being the piccolo that we know in dragon ball z and super is the regurgitated piccolo but um instead he's like nursed back to health yeah <laughs> like they they, yeah, they, they they take care of him well and, and i'm gonna tell you why this is weird nick this movie when it was pitched this was supposed to be a series of films guys this was supposed to be the first one and then they were gonna do i, I don't know if you want to say a harry potter style where they were gonna try and do a series uh of you know in completion of the story or their yep. version of the story yeah but it was completely botched and like you said why would you nurse him back to health if you have more movies planned wouldn't you want to do uh quote unquote piccolo jr there and then keep it going so i don't know why they changed that or was it because you wanted spike to come keep coming back to play the character <laughs> that's the only thing i could think of because i read that too is that they wanted to do a whole they were going to do like a weird mismatch too they weren't gonna yeah. like because they already start this movie at the end of dragon ball so my guess is that the, the next one was going to be dragon ball z which i don't Maybe. know what they would do to introduce vegeta and all these other popular characters who come Frieza through. and shit like that yeah, and like, like yeah. i don't know what they were planning i will say ladies and gentlemen there is one saving grace and the whole especially after i saw the monkey shit i, I was like please don't do it i can't bear you will not see him go super saiyan yeah i can guarantee you the whole time nick i was cringing i was like please i don't want to fucking see this it's already bad enough at least so i think you are right i think they were going to save that for z and then he would have saw that like Super Saiyan transformations and shit like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they would have had him probably meet Frieza. Frieza would have. Well, I don't even know because there's no Krillin because Frieza. Yeah. Krillin. And then he goes oh, Super yeah. Saiyan and that whole shit. So, like, I was so worried, bro, at that at that Piccolo fight, that horrible Piccolo fight. Yeah. I thought the same thing. I was like, are they going to do it? Are they going to really, yeah. like, fucking piss people off and, like, <laughs> and have him do it? Um, I can't see this hair go blonde. Yeah. No. <laughs> Luckily, they also took out a lot of the shouting. Dragon Ball yeah. is known. Yeah. yeah, Dragon Ball is known for that build-up shouting. They sound like cars switching gears on the highway. Yes. <laughs> so luckily they took that out. But oh my God, I, I I was so disappointed. And I don't know if we want to end it with the with the dragon with summoning. Uh, the we got to talk about that. Dragon. But 
Also, I thought that it was weird there was no Ox King in this. And the Ox no King Ox shows King. up pretty... There was a lot of characters that you meet before the Ox King in this movie, but yet no Ox King. And I thought that was very strange. Very and, strange, because that's Chi-Chi's daddy. Yeah, and Chi-Chi's in the movie. And by the way, they fucking completely changed Chi-Chi and how her and Goku have their relationship. Not to dive too far into that, but yeah, that's a, just another one they fucking ruined. Yes. Um, but yeah, man, guys, there is a... There is a cringeworthy scene. Nick, I'll, I'll let you take the honors. I, ho- I hope we can get it somehow. I hope we can get the clip of it in here. But Oh, we can we can get a clip of him just yelling, <laughs> Dragon! <laughs> Do you want to break down that scene for you? <laughs> so, oh my God. So, just like, just like in the shows and the manga and everything else, you got to collect the seven, you get to summon a dragon, you get to make a wish, right? They do the whole prayer sequence and everything. So what they summon after Goku yells dragon, <laughs> what they summon is this sparkly gold yeah. ghosty, like, I don't know, British looking dragon bullshit. Goddamn bedazzled dragon like, came out. It, it looks like, do you remember the old shitty movies, the dragon heart ones? Yeah, that's what it looked like. <laughs> Because Shenron is like a huge snake dragon, and what they summon looks like how to train your dragon. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Eureka's castle ass dragon. <laughs> so, yeah, so they summon Shenron, huge part. I mean, Shenron is literally the logo for Dragon Ball. Yeah. Um, they changed the name to Shenlong because it is. <laughs> Shenlong. Yeah, because it sounds more um, Chinese is the yeah. only other way to put it. They think that Shenron doesn't sound as good as Shenlong, which apparently I guess for Americans, we would think that's more Asian. Doesn't matter. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's also much, much smaller. Like we said, we already talked about the fact that they went with a whole like classic medieval dragon rather than like the snaky Asian dragon that you're known for. And then the, the big one that stands out for me is that Shenron talks when you summon him and yeah. he comes, he talks to the people who summon him and like tells them kind of the rules of what, how he can do the wishes, how many wishes they get, because it varies depending on different parts of the series. Um, there's that whole thing. And like we said, they did try and get Christopher Sabat. Uh, he did record the voice and they just didn't use it. That's what's so upsetting is like you actually have the fucking guy to do it and you cut it and you're not only changing a complete way a character is known to interact in the series. You had somebody who's fucking has clout to do it. And you did it that, that they made decisions almost like on purpose to be like, no, we're the new dragon ball. Yes, And that's not how you do these adaptations when you want them to succeed in the theater. It's not how you do it, man. No. And I, I wish that this movie would have learned from comic book adaptations that came before it. Because if you think about it, the same thing used to happen with those where like when the spawn movie came out, people fucking hated it and mm-hmm. daredevil. And there's so many of those comic book movies that have come out that have been garbage because they want to do that. They want to make their own story just using an unknown character. That's what this movie did, but they did it in 2009 when we already had faithful <laughs> adaptations. Yeah. Mad fucking movies and shit. <laughs> like, like, uh... I mean, uh, we've talked about 300 and Sin City. They both came out before this, and both of them nailed it. Yeah. So why are you doing this? I mean, dude, at that time, there's been many faithful cartoon to live action 
adaptation. Now, there's been a lot of failures, but there, you you should have a formula by now how to do it right. And here's the thing, too, Nick. With and and guys, I know we've said this before, and it's like beating a dead horse. But with this series being so loved and so cherished and been out so long, you had so much source material and assets to make it right. Yes. You you had so you had such a blueprint to follow to make this right. Like you said, Nick, the name alone should have made this movie a hundred million dollars. The fact that it made 55 worldwide shows how fucking bad it was. Yep. And I'll end this on a high note because I know we're rounding up here, people. Mm-hmm. So as everybody knows, Disney did buy 20th Century Fox. They owned Fox. Um which means that they actually got the rights to Dragon Ball. And early on into that buyout, uh, or I guess it's more of a merger, um, but they did already know that they had the rights to a live-action Dragon Ball. So I believe in our lifetime we will see a $100 million well-produced Dragon Ball movie. Will it be good? Don't know. But I, I see that happening. Disney's Don't get any of these people wheels. involved. Do not. Oh my God, do not. I hope they do the the Godzilla approach where when that um, terrible 1998 Godzilla American movie came out with Brendan oh, Fraser. Yeah. Was it Brendan no, Fraser? No, Matthew Broderick. Oh, they look the same. Yeah. So, <laughs> so and I, Hank Azaria from The Simpsons. Oh man. Oh, I can't wait until we do that. So, well, uh, guys, yeah, I hope listen, they do that. We shit on this movie, but... Nick, you know how it goes. No good deed should go unnoticed. And ladies and gentlemen, when me and Nick say this movie was bad, well, so did the industry. They also feel that it was bad as well. And in 2009, at the Golden Schmoes, this was nominated for Worst Movie of the Year. That's right. It made it into the category of (laughs) Worst Movie of the Year nomination. It did not win. It's probably... I don't know, maybe it was Final Destination 3 that uh, took it that say, year. But, what one? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this uh, we are not lying to you. This movie is atrocious. Uh, I, I think that one wraps it up. 2009 Dragon Ball Evolution. You are an adaptation. Abomination. Ah. <laughs> I, was hoping, I was hoping for the scream. I'll take that one. That one's good too. Oh shit, that is good, man. That's another one. That's another one. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to our bonus episode of Dragon Ball Evolution. Luke, do you want to take us out and tell us where they can find people? I absolutely do. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, remember, always leave us a five-star review and rate us on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. It really helps us in the algorithm and it helps um, expand the show to more people. Um, and you can always contact us at any questions, comments, concerns at our email, which is your sequel sucks at gmail.com. You can contact us on the gram at YSS podcast and also Twitter um, with at your sequel sucks. You can contact me at Luke Ladley on Twitter or Instagram. And Nick, where can these lovely people find you? Dragon! <laughs> you can find me on, on Instagram and Twitter at Nick Evans writes. Thank you all so much. We can't wait to keep doing bonus episodes. Um, but until next time, bye. Bye. Your sequel sucks. It sucks. Your sequel sucks. It just really sucks.